Thank you for tuning in to The Social Work Genie. You're here with your host. Hey, it's me, B, and I have my sister, Dara, here. Hello. Thank you for joining. I know it's been such a long time. It's been, it's been, actually, it's been months, I think, since January, since I actually uploaded anything to The Social Work um, Genie podcast. And if I told you what has been occurring in my life, my life, for the past few months, it's like you wouldn't believe it. It's something out of a movie. It's undescribable. Um, but I'm back. <laughs> and I'm back with a vengeance. And I just thank you for being patient with me. And I thank you for going on this journey with me. Now, today on today's episode, we're just going to be talking about healthy conversations. And I think for the past week or so, my sister and I have, we've been really having some good conversations and in-depth conversations, just about having healthy conversations, not only with um, possibly a potential partner, but with family members, with friends, and um, it's ha- it has been very enlightening for myself. What would you say? Yeah, I would agree to that, definitely. Um, and that's why we came here today, because it was like all of this conversation that we're having, this definitely needs to go into the podcast, um, because I think other individuals would be able to benefit from these healthy conversations and dialogue that we're having. And I think most recently, what was it that we were speaking about most recently in regards to just having healthy conversations? Um, just uh, family expectations, setting healthy boundaries, um, having explicit conversations um, so that everybody is um, energetically on the same page and mending relationships. Yes. Because I know for myself, I'm actually in the season of mending relationships. And I think that's why right now I'm at like a, I wouldn't say I'm being stunted, but I'm definitely in a place of um, putting at the forefront my relationships and the, the relationships with the people around me and that are most close to me. Which I will admit that I haven't given too much, um, I haven't really watered so much in a long time. Just because of personally getting my shit together or just trying to become the woman that I want to be, you know, mentally, spiritually, financially, just on all levels. Um, So I know that's the season that I'm in right now. What season would you say that you're in? I would say I'm in a couple of seasons. Um, I am in a transitional phase in life, um, just determining who stays and who goes. Um, I am in a season of watering relationships, um, just mending some bridges and um, emphasizing who's most important. Um, I'm also at a place of setting boundaries, um, for those who are negatively impacting my growth. Um, because I have, um, a laundry list of things that I need to accomplish and I've set a timeline for that. And, um, I do not want to allow other people's expectations of me to get in the way of that. Mm. Yes, I hear you. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, 
especially in regards to expectations. I've just always, I, I guess, I don't know if this is a selfish part of me coming out, but sometimes I really don't want people to have expectations of me. I really don't like it because at one point in time, it took me a long time because I always felt like, well, if I don't give in to their expectations, does that make me less of a friend? Does that mm-hmm. make me less of a sister? Does that make me less of a partner? You know, like, am mm-hmm. I being selfish? And I think just most recently, maybe in the past year and a half or two years, I had to make the decision for myself like, please don't have no expectations of me because I may not be able to deliver that for you. And then you're going to be upset about it. So for you not to be upset because I'm so unbothered right now, I need not, I need for you not to even have those expectations of me. So, uh, for me, when it comes to expectations, I actually have quite a bit of, um, people that are imposing expectations on me because of the transitioning phase that I'm in. So like currently I'm leaving a 15 year relationship. Um, so there's expectations there in terms of, you know, others looking on and, you know, asking questions about, um, what's my next move? What's my finalized decision on this? Um, because I have three children also that are involved. So of course those are expectations right there at the gate Um, I left a career in a business. Um, so I do have clients that, um, you know, still want to connect or always asking me, um, if I'm going to come back because I left the state and, um, but right now I really, I'm just trying to clear that list of expectations actually, because, Um, at the point that I'm in, I feel that for my own evolution, I need to explore my options and not really have other people's, um, input, which is very difficult, especially in a family dynamic, you know, your parents, your, um, other people around you, they want to, you know, see certain things for you, whether bad or good. Um, but it's difficult to navigate other people's expectations and really serve yourself. Um, I have found myself taking many a moments to just having to have like a quiet space and a quiet time just to kind of think things through. Um, and to be totally honest, I have no idea where the journey is going to take me, but I'm excited for the challenge. Um, and I know that I actually have to, um, prioritize myself more, um, when it comes to those things. See, and that's what's interesting interesting about those expectations. So our dynamics is a lot, uh, it's similar, but it's different. Because myself, I'm like, I have a 17-year-old son, 17-year-old son. I'm going to be basically an empty nester very soon. Um, your children are younger in age. Mm-hmm. As you stated, you're coming out of a 15-year um, relationship. Myself, I'm ex- I'm single, you know, and I guess dating, if that's what you want to call it, <laughs> in this time with this, in this time with the pool. Um, so our dynamics are a little different in that, but I think it's similar. And we're finding, we're at a place where we're finding ourselves mm-hmm. in regards to, look, I expect, I respect your opinion. 
I don't mind having this conversation with you, but I need for you to know at the end of the day, I have a decision that I must make. And ultimately, it's my decision. And I, what I need from you is regardless whether you agree or not, just to support me. Because right. a lot of times you just need the support. Right. You don't really want to hear everyone's opinion. Um, what you going to do? Mm-hmm. What's next? Mm-hmm. What did this person say? Right. Like, you don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? Because it makes it uncomfortable. Right. And then at this time, you're still processing your own feelings. Right. And then the little people feelings that you're responsible for, because at the end of the day, they're looking at you and they still, you're their support right. system. You're their guidance. Yeah, right. you're guiding them um, and navigating them. Yeah, one thing I like to say is like, you know, everybody is always, you know, want to tell you like, okay, I got your back, I got your back. But um, I've had to say this quite a lot recently. It's like, having my back means to get behind me, not get in front of me. Like, don't tell me where you want me to go, and what you can see for me. Just support me in the decisions because it's my path and I have to define it as I see fit. Um, you know, I had to tell a friend recently, um, yes, uh, everybody in this particular situation is always, you know, telling me like, you know, your kids, your kids, your kids come first. Yes. My children come first. I always have to consider them. Um, I'm responsible for them. However, every single decision that I make for my life cannot hinge on them because when they get grown and they leave, I have to be satisfied with my life where I am and the choices that I've made. So, um, and that also goes back to, uh, healthy boundaries because in family dynamics, you know, um, people feel that they can impose on you and, um, people have, um, like a, a picture in their minds of, you know, what they would like to, to see for you. Um, but I've had to have a lot of, um, conversations, especially with, um, like Bianca said, the the people ha- who I have not watered or the people who I haven't really um, gone there with, just to really remind them of, one, who I really am, and then also of, um, you know, where I'm trying to go. Because I feel like for the past couple of years, actually, um, really since I've had children, I have actually lived in a bubble of other people's expectations. And to be totally honest, it, it goes back to even before then. Um, you know, even as a child, there were things that I wanted to question, you know, um, things that I may have wanted to venture off and do. Um, but I've, I realized that I've held back a lot, actually. Um, I have more so kind of wanted to, uh, fit into the script to make other people happy. But when you do that, uh, you sacrifice a lot of yourself. And that was one of the reasons why um, I decided to walk away from the relationship is because I realized that um, and actually and I decided not to go back because that's another thing with those expectations. You know, people will say like, okay, we'll do it for the kids and everything. But it's like then I will sacrifice my self-respect. Um, I will, I will sacrifice a lot more years of my life and not know if I'm going to get the fulfillment out of this that I really hope for. And where I am right now and at my age, I'm, I'm just not willing to do it. I'm, I'm not willing to fit into that box anymore. Um, I'm not willing to live for other people and for family culture and, you know, who society says that you should be because, um, 
life is not that. It's, it's not a script. And you can only really be um, an individual when you take the steps to actually know yourself and um, just kind of, I guess, put yourself out there and, and discover what's for you. It's like, you know, finding your purpose. I guess that's, that's what you could say that the journey that I've been on is just finding my purpose and defining who I am, you know, right now in this moment. Um, I've had a lot of trouble really living in the moment. I overthink, um, I'm just that type of person, but, um, it's almost like if, if I continuously do that and continuously look at where other people want to see me and how they want to see me function, I will be like totally missing, you know, the beautiful parts in between the, the self-discovery. Yes. And self-discovery is very important. I know for yourself, I know, see, so your dynamic is different. You were in a 15 year relationship. You were actually married. Myself, I was in a relationship to say, um, and I was a lot, I was, I wouldn't say I was a lot younger. Well, I was a lot younger at that time. And we were actually talking about marriage. And, um, I think in this relationship, I think he had an expectation of me. He had the expectation, like we have a child together. So I think we should make this work. And even though I was a lot younger, I was like, hold on, this isn't right. This just goes against what I believe in. Um, this goes against how I was actually raised and the environment that I was raised in. And not only that, you are just not a kind person. You know what I mean? It's just a lot of things about you that I don't really care for that I know is going to be detrimental, not only, um, to the relationship, but also to the structure of what it is that you think that you or we should have with one another. You know what I mean? And especially when you're talking about um, children. And then it was like, okay, all of this is going on. Now we're talking about an engagement. Now you done popped out with this um, ring or whatever the case may be. And it's like, uh, I don't want this. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, But, you know, that's and that's one of the things that I have to say. Like, I, I honestly, I really look up to you on that because I am... I was not that brave and it's not to say it was always bad, but I, I never had the audacity to walk away before, but you did that period. And so for me to get to this point, um, I actually had a lot of healthy conversations, um, with people who were not even my relatives, um, that were actually clients of mine. And I just started to really cue in on some of the stories and just evaluate like, um, mostly, you know, women, but so I had a natural hair salon. So, um, and I did that for like seven years. And so you would just be surprised at just some of the things that you learn about people and some of the enlightenment that you come into just in being a hairstylist. Um, that wasn't my path, but you know, that's, that's where I was led. And so, you know, I, I took advantage of it. Um, in more ways than one. And um, just having people of different age groups, um, different marital statuses, different economic statuses and things like that. You know, I just started to really listen to the conversations. And, you know, you have some women that are in a certain place in their life where, you know, they're bitter about their circumstances and, 
you know, they just want to constantly talk about that and um, just the, the negativity. Um, then you have some of the elders, you know, like somebody who's um, just in a better place mentally or, um, you know, within themselves where they might be in a had a marriage now for like 30 years or, you know, they're surrounded by their loved ones and things like that. Um, and, you know, you do have people who are um, young and, you know, transitioning or just growing into themselves. But um, because I didn't have a lot of um, elders surrounding me when I grew up, it was a lot of conversations that I realized that I really missed out on. And a lot of things that um, I didn't really talk about because it was like taboo or, it, you know, it's like, don't tell your business. But how do you heal when you can't have a healthy conversation? Absolutely. How do you um, how do you heal when you can't be vulnerable or when mm -hmm. you don't feel like you could, you know, expose yourself in such a way, in a, in a healthy way? And get some some constructive feedback. Like that was um, one of the things that I most benefited from um, from doing hair. And I actually started to hone in on. I mean, I have a great example uh, in terms of a mother, and I, and I have a great example of um, you know women that are around me. But it was just always something that is that was lacking, just from um, you know gaps in my own um, mm -hmm. life along the way. And, um, I just started to really be more, um, intuitive. Like I started to really look at the dynamics of my household or who I really am versus, um, what people expect me to be and who they think I am. And I had to start to, you know, just like chipping away at the surface. I had to start eliminating things. And unfortunately that relationship was one of them. Um, COVID, you know, did a number on a lot of people, but it sat me down <laughs> It stopped the world, you know, for a good couple of months. And it really allowed me to evaluate um, where I was, where I'm going, and who I want to be in that process. Um, and that's when I really realized that I have to set boundaries and some things have to go and some people have to go. And you have to pull back them layers um, because that's something I realized with COVID too, that some people and then it was so crazy because so my background is basically in social work human services dealing with children and families in the aging population um and during this time it, it was a lot of layers that I had to pull back on myself and I think I mentioned in an earlier podcast months ago um I wasn't I had to do some soul searching and some work on me myself and I was in counseling for I went to counseling for about I think it was almost it was about a year and a half I'm not really sure but it was about a year and a half two weeks for a whole year and a half and it had revealed so much to me and when you're speaking about being vulnerable you know what I mean for me to even work in a human services field, when I went to counseling, I had to pull back some layers and I had to be vulnerable, which I struggled with. Um, I struggled with throughout my life. And I think it's also because my grandmother was such a huge influence in my life um, and just her nurturing and her guidance. I but trust I, issues is also a big thing. Exactly. Because it's hard for, especially being a black woman, it's hard to be vulnerable because you never feel that there's too many people you can actually trust. 